Hello, and thank you for downloading How I Vegan podcast. I'm Matthew. And I'm Wes. In this episode, we had a great chat with Greg. He told us all about his band and taught us what egg banjo means. Yeah, who, who doesn't love an egg banjo? <laughs> well, I, neither of us knew what that was until he, he explained it to us. But once he did explain it, it did make perfect sense. Yes. <laughs> Does sound a bit off, but it's really not. <laughs> okay, before we get to that though, we're going to take a look at some feedback that we've had for some of our previous episodes. We'll call this section the slap on the back section. So I'm going to start off with this one, who says it's like listening to marathon talk, but for vegans. Uh, production quality is getting better. I'm going to assume marathon talk is a running podcast or chocolate bar. Podcast, a chocolate bar uh, old, ob- obsolete chocolate bars podcast. <laughs> that's that's pretty niche. I thought ours was niche, but <laughs> obsolete chocolate bars podcast. Production quality is getting better. If you could change the intro bit, where I think it's Wes that says "pervy perfect vegans" or something like that, I would not have to smirk so much. <laughs> is that why you chose that one? Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why I chose it because it made me laugh. Out loud. Oh, I hate the way I stumble over things and I stumble. Oh. In a, in the in best a part was I really tried to edit that bit, but I just could not get it. I could not get the first bit away from the perfect bit. So it just sounded like it did sound like pervy perfect things, which you know, oh, well. not, not far off. Brilliant. Maybe that's why we've got listeners in Costa Rica. Maybe, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Oh, yes, and thank you to our listeners in uh, Costa Rica and Chile. I've got to say, we weren't expecting, but we're oh, very happy that you're here. Yes. This is from another one of your vegan runner friends. Um, I listened to episode one today. Well done. It was great, like sitting down and chatting with your mates. I, lo- I also love hearing the stories behind why people went vegan. You even managed to shout out to vegan runners. And she just finishes off looking forward to listening to the rest. I hope you are still listening to the rest. Uh, yeah. Well, funny you say that because I have some further feedback from the same person okay. who says, uh, listen to episode four today. My favourite so far. What a lovely lad Josh is. Oh, my um, God. Which is good. I'll be off to Costa tomorrow in search of that cheesecake, which was one of Josh's uh, favourite vegan products, wasn't it? Yes. I'm trying to think of Biscoff on a Biscoff cheesecake. Yes, yes, um, exactly. I haven't got a name on this one, so I can just go with it. That's fine. I won't try and not say it. Um, I've listened to the first three so far. I love podcasts while at work. I've enjoyed them because they've just been normal vegans having a chat rather than interviewing celebs. Happy days. She didn't say that. I said that. So more <laughs> like sitting down and having a couple with some vegan friends, which we've missed during COVID. It reminds me a little of the Bad Boy Running podcast, but a couple of vegans having a chat about topical vegan stuff, etc. I like the everyday vegan format. Keep doing what you're doing. No, love it. That's really great. And uh, one more from... Is this going to slag me off again? Have I said something else inappropriate? (laughs) No, absolutely not. (laughs) Hold on. We didn't get any feedback from your slating of Christians, all Christians. Of which uh, I do yet. apologize to all Christians. And and that was our, that has been our most popular episode. So mm-hmm. I've got one more bit of feedback to read, which is amazingly, I believe, from our listener in Germany. Mm-hmm. One listener in Germany, and they've taken time to send us a message to say, Great podcast, guys, keep up the good work. Oh wow. So thank you very much for that. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm really, really happy with that. Lovely. We are truly a global brand. Well, we're like, yeah. People will be saying like Apple, Coca Cola, Google, How I Vegan podcast. Yeah, that's probably your top four, top four global brands. So, how's your week been, Wes? We've recorded. Oh no, I tell you what, we recorded with Chloe two weeks ago, and then we recorded with Greg as well. So, how have you been in the intervening time? Because we live probably 200 miles away, so we didn't get to see each other much. Yeah, I've not been too bad. It's all good. Yeah. I actually listened to Chloe's 
which is the first listen for me. First listen yes. for my voice over a prolonged period of time. I don't know how anybody <laughs> listens to it, but whatever. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, we're quite good. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I mean, reading out the feedback is backslapping <laughs> enough, but we're quite good is is really pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this week's been good. This week's been good. I'm plodding through life as we all do. Yeah. One yeah. day at a time. Yourself, you've been up to much? Yes, much the same. But I've been reading some of <laughs> Earthling Ed's book. This I'm about three quarters of the way through it now. Yeah. And I've been trying to make note of things that I sections that I read that I really like because I'm I'm terrible for reading factual books in that I'll read it, I'll enjoy it. I can't remember anything about it. No. Except that I have enjoyed it. So one of my favourite books of all time is the autobiography of Malcolm X. I've read it maybe three or four, five times. I could not tell you one quote from the book. So I've been, uh, I've, I've gone full technological on this and I've been taking screenshots. Well, I've got the actual physical book and I've just been photographing the page and then highlighting the bit on the picture of the, the sections that I like. So yes, that's that's been my uh, activities this week. It's it's been it's been good. I'm just gonna have a look through and see if there's any that I can find. That are... where, is, where is people used to like put post-it notes or little sticky labels in pages? You're just bringing yeah, yeah. highlighting, loving it. That's exactly it. I still haven't got you. I haven't got the same books to you. I've either the Rooker Bregman book. Um, oh, what's that? Humankind and, oh, God, Utopia for Realists. You will, love, oh. you will love them. They're amazing. Okay, awesome. I'm going to read you this excerpt. This is from, I think, the introduction or chapter one. It's estimated that globally around 220 million land animals are killed for food every day. And when you factor in marine animals, that number increases to somewhere between 2.4 and 6.3 billion every single day. That means that somewhere between 28,000 and 73,000 animals are killed every second. How can we do that? It just blows my mind. Absolutely obscene. So far, so I haven't finished it, but so far I would highly recommend it. Yeah. It's yeah. a very good book. Well, that might just make, make us all very angry. There, there is quite a lot of that. And chapter two, I think, he says, you may not want to read this section because it's about very detailed descriptions of how animals go from being alive to not being alive. Right. Okay. The uh, the the slaughter process, and it's yeah, it's 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 pretty grim. Grim, grim is the word. Yes. Yeah. But oh. I, I I get why he's written it because the book isn't just for vegans; it's for people who may be vegan curious and mm. and they just need that they just need that sort of prod to realise just how yeah. horrible it is, despite the fact that you've got companies called happy eggs or you know with smiling cows on the yeah. on the label and stuff like that yeah um, there is actually a very gruesome background to it background, yeah yeah with um yeah like like coach joey carb comes with another one hasn't he he's gone into a um, local a local in inverted commas farm to show what, what what's going on behind the scenes and there's this the owner of the farm saying, yes, we treat our animals with respect and all the usual nonsense. And then oh, the, yeah. the son's out the back punching this cow in the face. And the, the cow is incredible. The cow, they put the gun in front of the cow. And the cow moves it. It literally budges and that, with his nose. He moves it out of the wow. Incredible to see it. And then the guy walks up to it, picks the gun up and basically just verbally abuses the cow. You think you think you're gonna get gonna get away with that? Pistol whips it and stuff. You think what what? And your mum your mum's currently outside telling everyone how respectful. Yeah, you're how great it is. Yeah, whatever. 
Terrible. My local farm down the road. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's my idea. Well, one of the other things he mentions is the fact that they people always say, oh, yeah, I only, only source local meat. Yeah. You know, and all that. But that doesn't account for the feed. Most of the feed comes from, uh, you know, where the Amazon rainforest used to be. Yeah. It's such a, a falsehood, really, the, the yeah. local local farm yeah, yeah. so yeah oh dear should we crack on with the episode crack on with the episode yeah but for new listeners if you're if you're brand new then welcome and uh thank you really we're just here to have a bit of a, a chat with a fellow vegan we're definitely not here to preach definitely. and we're definitely never going to tell you you're not vegan enough no because we're not because we're not vegan enough. <laughs> we're not. We're not pervy perfect vegans. We're not pervy perfect vegans. And, and we're not perfect vegans. <laughs> but if you want to get involved, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search for How I Vegan Podcast. And Wes, are you on email? Um, I am. You simply have to be these days. If you are. You can send your comments, queries, and feedback to us at howiveganpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, thank goodness you told me that. I'm on it now. Okay, so here we go. Do you know what? Every week I think I'm going to write a really proper introduction and then... Um, this will make you feel really good, Greg. I never quite get around to it. So um, <laughs> I'll try and wing it. <laughs> oh, I would have thought. So, as an esteemed guest on the show, you would have gone to some special effort, but, you know, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest this episode is a musician, a runner, a member of Vegan Runners, because all the vegans I know are vegan runners. So our guest this episode is Greg. Hello. Yeah, excited to be here. The world famous uh, How I Vegan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, uh, thanks for coming on, Greg. Um, I think world famous might be stretching it. Well, famous is stretching it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a podcast. Very <laughs> well, yes. I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not even household names in our own houses. But never mind. Thank you very much for uh, coming on. I know you're a very busy man because uh, I texted you at the weekend and you said, I've just finished one gig and I'm on my way to a second one. Yeah. So uh, that's that's some go in that. So uh, before we get into the vegan stuff, tell us about tell us about the band bands. I know you're in more than one band, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I've been playing since I was a teenager and um, I'm always in more than one band. I mean, the, the one I'm busiest with is a local band called Pure Genius. We do like, you know, weddings, parties, bar mitzvahs, funerals, you know, that kind of thing, dog marriages, whatever. So we're, um, you know, we're really busy with that. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a big backlog from like lockdown. So we're trying to catch up with that. So like last week we did six gigs in six days, I think. Wow on top of the day job so yeah it's a, and then you've got to try and fit some running in as well because i keep signing yeah. up for running events which is just madness but you know it happens <laughs> you just can't help yourself <laughs> yeah yes pure genius uh i'd say locally locally famous you've done a few of the like town shows and village fairs and stuff like that yeah 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 we've been going like over 20 years so wow. um, we're probably one of the most well-known bands doing that kind of stuff in this area super busy that's my part-time job you know i've been it, mm. we, we built, built it as a business floyd the keyboard player and i started it uh, as a business and we, we've built it over the years so we're busier than ever you know it's as i get older and the gear gets heavier <laughs> you get more and more gigs <laughs> yeah. excellent you are officially our most famous guest so far <laughs> okay yeah well i think it says more about, more about the podcast than it does me <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's great yeah yeah 
That's fun. Um, so uh, one of your other bands, you were saying, has got you've got an album coming out in the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I like to do some original music as well. So um, in a band with the Reeds called the Reeds, um, and we're we're just about to release our third album, um, which was mainly recorded during lockdown up here in my um, attic, the man cave. Yeah, I've just sealed off the hatch so no intruders <laughs> can come in. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's coming out in a couple of weeks. And we're doing a we're doing a gig at the Cavern Club in a couple of weeks as well, which is a, a big kind of lifetime ambition for me, really. My dad saw the Beatles in the, the original Cavern Club, so I'm hoping he'll be able to make it and see me play in the kind of wow. re reconstituted Cavern Club, which would be a big moment, really. Amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. So the what what type of music can we what type of yeah music can we expect from the Reeds in this album? Yeah, so the reads is like guitar-based, melodic, like rock and pop, but it's kind of like a bit of indie, you know, Beatles, a bit of Radiohead in there, maybe a bit of R.E.M., a bit alternative in places. It's kind of, there's three of us and we all write, so it's a total mishmash of our different influences, you know. Nice. Um, but it's, it, yeah, it's really fulfilling, you know, writing a whole album, recording it putting it out you know just entirely off your own back you know mm. ridiculous amount of work so i mean otherwise <laughs> it's a massive relief just to see, see the back of it i bet <laughs> the um, relationship i'm assuming the admin side of it must be pretty um onerous yeah if you yeah I when mean, you're touring and releasing it you know as because it's obviously all copyrighted if it's all your own stuff and all that sort of thing yeah well it, yeah i mean for my my perspective you know i do all the recording and the production so the other guys come and record with me and you know that takes long enough and then they go away and then i've got like hundreds of hours to put in trying to piece it all together so wow um i sit at this desk you know burning the midnight oil basically trying to make something that sounds half decent wow that's um the same sort of feelings as our editing team they uh they 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 feel the same sort of way. Yeah, I, I could tell by your production values that um you know it's got that kind of Abbey Road sound. <laughs> what as if it was recorded out on the road? <laughs> on the crossroad, on the, on the yeah. zebra crossing. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming out on Bandcamp, isn't it? The Reeds, is that right? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, all good outlets to be on Spotify, <clears throat> Apple Music, all the usual places. So oh okay, we don't do real oh. physical things anymore. No, I can't remember the last CD. Exactly. No, no. Our first album came out on CD, but that was the last thing we've ever done in the physical realm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Uh, on to the vegan stuff then. What's your yeah. vegan story? I guess like the seeds of it were sown back in the in the 80s. So my brother, I've got three younger brothers and they all kind of figure in my story really of running and veganism but the next brother down from me he was only like 10 or 11 or something and he gave up eating meat when he was i don't know this is like in the mid 80s uh which was pretty unusual for a, a young lad you know at a time when you know it was meat and two veg basically <laughs> and so you know so it became like a, a thing you know in our household so you know it's something that we talked about because it was you know we were around we, we used to actually sit at a dinner table and eat meals like in the olden days you know <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was kind of a thing you know it kind of got me thinking I mean I was only a young teenager and then we kind of got to kind of the late 80s and I like, went to college and um you know, my friends, you know, we were all kind of pretty alternative and a bit weird and everything. And, you know, some of our friends were listening to the Smiths and obviously they had that album Meat is Murder. Some of my friends probably thought it was cool to go vegetarian just to annoy their parents and, you know, <laughs> cause a fuss at home at meal times. you know. So that, that kind of became a thing. And then my best mate went vegetarian and I kind of, I kind of thought, well, you know, you know we had pets and stuff and I thought well you know I like animals I probably don't really want to eat them so I just went vegetarian when I was like 17. I think the thing that 
the switch that uh, turned me over was uh, like eating a McDonald's hamburger and just thinking that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that was it. And then just an absolute full stop on the meat then from the age of 17. So that was it. So then I was I was vegetarian for 30 years. But, you know, I did have like the thought that, uh, you know, animal lives were valuable. Uh, you know, I, I always maintained that their lives were as, as valuable as ours. You know, if we didn't have a right to eat them. So kind of looking back, you know, uh, my motivations were, you know, my heart was in the right place. You know? yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, and which is, you know... Uh, you get a lot of debate from vegans and, and vegetarians often get lambasted, but I think it's really unfair because, you know, they, they're potentially tomorrow's vegans, you know, just with the right information. Mm. But anyway, yeah, so that went on and, uh, you know, 30 years vegetarian. And then I guess, you know, the rise of social media and just be just having more information available to you on a daily basis, probably, you know, videos popping up, finding out more about, you know, how eggs are produced and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't like willfully burying my head in the sand, but I hadn't, I'd been a bit lazy and not sought out the information about this stuff. So that just like became available. And, um, you know, being a very kind of logical thinker, it's just kind of like, well, now I have all this evidence, you know, this is my moral standpoint. And now I've got all this, this evidence to tell me that I should be doing something different. So I just kind of thought, well, that's it. You know, I've, I've reached a point where the, the balance has been tipped, you know, and I know what I should be doing. And kind of another brother came into the equation as well, because um, my youngest brother, Damien, went vegan before I did. So probably, I don't know, I don't know how long ago it was, maybe six, seven, eight years ago with his partner. And that, again, that gets you thinking, you know, gets the wheels in motion and then yeah, three, three and a half years ago, I think I went fully vegan. And it was it was overnight, you know, you know, a lot of people just kind of say, well, I cut out milk and I cut out cheese or whatever. And that, that's totally fine. But I'm kind of I'm very much like a black and white thinker. It's like, well, I either am going to be vegan or I'm not going to be vegan. And I, can't, I think I chose January the 1st as the day, you know, I always try and do something, something, you know, it's usually lose weight. But <laughs> Um, I just went vegan overnight three and a half years ago. So it was like, it wasn't like a, an emotional decision. It was, it's just purely based on logic and facts. And I had the evidence, just did it. You know, uh, I didn't, didn't regret it at all. Uh, after about two to three months, I was like in the groove and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I won't ever go back. Fantastic. So what, what was, what was the hardest thing for you as you, as you made that? transition from veg, uh, veggie to veganism? Well, I think, I mean, I used to eat a lot of eggs. You know, eggs was kind of like a staple for me. The egg banjo was my, you know, I used to survive on the egg banjo, you know, like a banjo sandwich. Is that bite. code? What? What's that? <laughs> What's an egg banjo? Is that code? Uninitiated. So an egg banjo is like, you make a fried egg sandwich, right? And you bite into it and the yolk like spills down your front as it always does. Then you hold right. the sandwich off to the side and then like wipe it off your front. <laughs> you're playing the banjo. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. oh, so all my clothes like Magic. had bits of yolk down the front. So. <laughs> oh. um, so I was probably like a one a day man on the on the banjos, but yeah. It didn't take long to get over that, to be honest. I mean, since that, the thing that's really caught up with me is my eyesight. You know, I've reached that kind of stage in my life where I need glasses quite a bit to read. And, you know, ingredients are written so small on packets. Yeah. Of tins. It's like I'm like in the supermarket. And what is this? It's like, <laughs> you've got a chance. Yeah. <laughs> But apart from that, not an awful lot. I mean, there's a band thing, I guess, because we play, you know, we play quite a few gigs where people provide food. Occasionally, you know, might get offered something vegan, but more often than not, it's like, you know, some dry, cold up sandwiches, non-vegan sandwiches. So, you know, I, 
food's pretty much off the menu like at gigs now yeah. <laughs> mm. but i just have to eat properly before i leave that's all <laughs> can you, you you um you're not quite famous enough to have a rider then before you uh before you um, perform to, to fair, <laughs> if, if they ask we will put a request in and some of them do come up okay come up. yeah yeah it does happen. that's good you know, vegan sandwiches and three thousand yellow m&ms yeah i mean you know a bowl of chips is fine you know if that's what i end yeah. up with you know? <laughs> that, that's it that's it <laughs> we've had a lot of conversations where the only vegan option has been chips yeah um, yes the old salad and chips thing thing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah yeah. There's uh, yeah. there's worse meals to be had, aren't there? Salad. What what did your friends and family think about it then when you went vegan? Well, I mean, I I think you know, judging by what I read online, you know, I've been very lucky because you know my friends and family have been just super cool about everything. Really, I mean, my wife and son still eat meat. They eat like chicken, a bit, little bit of fish, but not an awful lot. But they're, they're totally great you know interested you know engaged you know we talk about it um you know my wife's irish and it's just in her dna you know what she eats it's like inescapable you know but you know they've they've been they've been great and, and they eat lots of food I, I i i'm the main cook in the house so they do eat a lot of vegan meals and sometimes you know there's basically no difference you know i put vegan mince in a pasta dish or you, know, you can't tell, can you? I've got no idea, you know, and it's like, well, why, why are you eating this stuff anyway? <laughs> so, no, they're great. And then my, like, extended family, like my brothers, like, one's vegetarian, one's vegan. My mum, uh, who's, like, in her 70s, is basically vegan now. And only recently, so she would have become vegetarian maybe 10, 15 years ago, and now she's cut out milk. So it's amazing if you can do it, like, you know, in your 70s. Mm. It's never too late. No. <laughs> yeah. That's right. friend, friends are all great, you know, but I mean, I'm not one to like preach at anyone. So, you know, I'll only talk about it if they ask. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You haven't got a thing on the front of your bass drum that says vegan drummer or anything like that. <laughs> no, I occasionally wear, wear a vegan t shirt, kind of like, but, you know, waiting to spark a conversation, but no one asked me about it. So, you know, it's fine. <laughs> 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 I won't I won't preach to people and, and if you want to talk to me I'll talk to you and now I'm like if you want to talk to me you're gonna get all barrels <laughs> yeah you get you're getting it all <laughs> yeah well that's the thing that's the nice thing about this podcast because no one ever asked me about it so <laughs> it's, load. it's like therapy well, there you go. This, this is all your time. This is just this is it and I, honestly I found this really useful we've done what this is our seventh I think and yeah. I found this really great just talking to other vegans because you know we've met a few times Greg but yeah. it's always been a park run hasn't it so it's always oh. been a kind of a maybe 10 or 15 minute chat before or after yeah <laughs> barely able to breathe I hope that was the noise <laughs> you were making Wes and um <laughs> and, oh, God, this is an audio. <laughs> it's not that type of podcast <laughs> and but you only get a really sort of fleeting conversation don't you so sure, uh, yeah. even the episode that we did with Paul and I've run with Paul loads and we talked more about being vegan during our episode than we have any of the times that we've been out running mainly because we can't hardly breathe but also you just it just doesn't you don't have that sort of freedom and that, that sort of space to do it do you? yeah definitely yeah yeah so the big important vegan question Greg where do you get your protein from well I mean as you can see I, I'm basically able to stand and wither in a way and <laughs> I'm basically at store here, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a classic question, is it? Because you know, non-vegans will always ask you that: where do you get your protein? Where do you get your nutrients? You know, surely yeah. you know it's not healthy and all the rest of it. And really, I've paid almost no attention to that, like ever. I mean, I went like thirty years vegetarian without ever taking a multivitamin, and now having been vegan. I occasionally take the like the vegan society multivitamin if I remember, but then I'll forget for like two <laughs> months. I've never had any ill effects. I mean, you know, your breakfast cereals are fortified with vitamins and minerals. You eat a, eat a decent variety of food. It's, I mean, it's not really something you need to worry about. 
trouble is, you know, most most meat eaters eat very limited diets, and they're probably way more nu nutritionally deficient than I am, at least. I mean, it's just an it's kind of a non a non issue for me, and it really as it always has been. Um, mm. uh, you know, with protein, the thing about protein is. I mean, you become more aware of it when you're exercising, when you become a runner and that, you read articles and stuff. But most foods have got protein in. And unless you're like a world champion bodybuilder, you don't even need to supplement that because your, your diet's got plenty in for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That's a great attitude. And especially you say about meat eaters, most people don't have any idea how much protein they're getting just because they eat meat it doesn't mean it's the right meat or a decent amount at all does it it's uh, it's just one of those things they like to bash us over the head with <laughs> that's it yeah yeah i'm becoming vegan you think well i want to be careful with my health so you research these things and you know you you realize this that like most people that are probably deficient in some area because they eat quite a limited diet um absolutely thinking about what you're eating is like really important. So, and being vegan, it's forced me to do that. I have a real appreciation for food now, which I didn't have before. Yeah, I think even the hardest of meat eaters don't actually know where most of their nutrients are coming from, do they? Yeah. So, well, uh, yeah, they jump on the bandwagon when you tell them you're vegan, it's just, I don't, I don't yeah. get it. Well, yeah, the first thing would be like, what about B12? And it's like, well, that comes from the soil so where are you getting yours you know yeah <laughs> yeah since you went vegan then how have things changed for you yeah well like yeah the food thing so i just used to eat whatever came to hand really when i was vegetarian i was like junk food vegetarian it would be like veggie burgers and veggie sausages and i didn't really think about it an awful lot but looking back now i realized i didn't really appreciate my food very much so going vegan it's like i just started searching for vegan recipes and stuff started cooking and it just start, you know got some good results and i thought this is great you know we got like making some really nice stuff got a real enthusiasm for it so um you know now i'm like batch cooking you know freezing stuff um mm -hmm. doing doing like you know there's some that's like staple dishes that i make that i can't be without in the freezer they'd be like barbecue beans with like mushrooms in and it'd be like Ooh. African peanut stew and you know like some soups and stuff and it's like I start getting nervous when I'm down to my last one <laughs> 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 they're so good it's like addictive you know it's like yeah I almost don't like going out to it because it's like you know I know I can get a better meal at home so that's that's been really cool you know connecting with food really yes yeah I'll go along with that. My uh, my wife makes a fantastic curry to the extent that we've got two really nice Indian takeaways in our in our little town. And when we have our monthly takeaway night, we don't bother with the curry anymore because why yeah. would you pay for it yeah, yeah. when you can make it home for like a fraction yeah. of the cost and you know what's in it, exactly what's in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I made a gel fraser the other day and it was like so rich and tomatoey. Like and when I was done, I had like six portions of it. It's like, yes, oh, <laughs> this is what wow. we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, say, about say about back cooking. We we don't get to get the back cooking in this house because we tend to beat it all. Like, is there, the, is there any more in the pot? There's a little bit, yes. Do you, do you want a bit more? Yeah, yeah it's all done. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't portion it up on the, it sits on the side and then cools. But yeah, like often my wife will come in and like one of one of them will be gone. It's like yeah. great, yeah, good on you. <laughs> so have you got what advice? What advice would you give anyone who came to you wanting to make the transition to vegan? So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think the the thing is just like being supportive. Like, you know, I've seen like people go vegan in so many different ways and for so many different reasons you know and it doesn't matter if your starting point is just like cutting out you know meat on one day or cutting out dairy or whatever it is whatever that first step is you you're making a difference it's individuals who make a difference you know it's not like governments or you know it's not like out of your hands you're not too small to make a difference it doesn't matter what you're doing 
you're doing the right thing for the right reason yeah hopefully eventually you get there to to veganism that's great but you know it's all about encouraging people i'm not one of these confrontational people i'm not like a one of these activists who runs mcdonald's throwing blood everywhere or whatever it is <laughs> it's like that's not that's too, for me that's not the way to that's not the way to win the argument you know make good food and share it with people that's that's the way you know wear your vegan runners top and show people that you're not you know about to fade away you know <laughs> that's my activism yeah i mean in these days it's so easy you walk around a supermarket and it's like everywhere you look there's just great food you could eat a different meal every day for a year without mm. a problem you know um, so there's so much good stuff out there now's the time if you're going to do it um, when i first became vegetarian there was like one type of veggie burger and it was just like a mixture of like carrots and rice or something you know what i mean it's like things have changed <laughs> yeah. so much yeah massively my uh my dad went vegetarian when i was about i think it was about 11 i think and yeah some of the stuff that he ate back then i mean that's uh 30 some years ago and uh yeah similar time to you i guess greg and um yeah, some of the stuff that he had then, I was like, why? Why would you I mean, put yourself through this? <laughs> this is pre-Linda McCartney. I mean, these, these yeah. are dark, dark times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember the first time we had the Linda McCartney sausages and we were like, I ate meat at the time. And I was like, yeah, these are all right. Yeah. But up until then, no chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Linda McCartney changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And so did her husband, I, should, I assume. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge, huge Beatles fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a family affair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. What's the best thing about being vegan? The best thing about being vegan. So, I mean, the best thing about it is just like not knowing, the feeling of knowing that I'm not a fraud, you know, that I'm not living not in accordance with my moral values because if you if you know something's not right and you carry on doing it then it even if you, you know even if you bury it it's still there in your subconscious so you do get a sense of well for me anyway i get a sense of inner peace that i'm at least living in a way that's you know in, in accordance with what i really believe yeah. that's massive for me you know i think nothing tastes better than that you know mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's really important. And it's important in all other aspects of my life. It's not just about veganism, but it's about just knowing that you, you're following the, the path that you're meant to be following. Uh, are you saying nothing tastes as good as vegan feels? Well, I'd be, well, not my words, but I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to paraphrase Kate Moss. Oh, right. Kate Moss, was it? Okay. She said nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Okay. Uh, and that, okay. just, and that, just, that just came to me as you were well, talking about how you're you're living your life knowing that you're you're not a fraud and you're you know you're following your morals and yeah. so nothing can taste as good as that can it nothing can be as good as that yeah yeah i mean the the kate moss quote doesn't have quite the same kind of uh, gravity but i mean, I don't know what it feels <laughs> to be like be skinny either but no no no, no. I'm, a I'm a long way past that <laughs> but yeah that's it yeah i mean for like you know, a moment of, in inverted commas, pleasure. I mean, it's not pleasure to me anymore, but, you know, a bacon sandwich was is the example most people would give you. Mm. Compared to just like, you know, not being a hypocrite, it's, it doesn't, it's nowhere, it doesn't compare in any way. Um, oh. So that's the thing. So, yeah, I just feel like... So, Greg, who is your vegan inspiration? Ah, well, well, I guess... I mean, you know, a lot of vegans would like say it, it was some like high profile activists like Earthling Ed or, you know, Joey Carbstrong or someone. But for me, rather soppily, it's my youngest brother. Um, oh, cool. Like, well, all, my, all of my brothers actually are inspiration to me in one way or another. My brother Kieran kind of helped me turn vegetarian. My middle brother, Aidan, inspired me to take up running which I'm forever grateful for. Um, he basically said, are you going to do this half marathon? And I'm like, uh, but I'm like fat and unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to be outdone, so I did it anyway. 
and my youngest brother Damien, he's um and his partner Robin, they went vegan like I don't know, like I was saying, maybe six, six, seven years ago. D- didn't even mention it, they just were vegan. And uh th- they decided to start a, a business, so they 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 bought a like a horse box and kind of set up a little food truck and went to festivals selling like wraps and burgers and things which i thought was really cool you know i was kind of finding out more about that um and obviously you know it's wheels in motion with me thinking about veganism again and they were really successful they did lots of like food shows and stuff were selling out everywhere they went so eventually they moved into like uh kind of like a box park in manchester um hatch you know selling vegan street food they'd be doing like Philly cheese steaks and like ribs and wings and burgers and you know just all the good stuff really. Where, where is that then? That's in Hatch in Manchester. So if you if you look it up, it's it's like like a pretty famous. It's kind of like um, like shipping containers with like units in like hip clothing and food outlets and stuff. So yeah. they did that. Then last year they opened a restaurant as well in Manchester uh, in Wivington. So they've now got a, a restaurant uh, called Herbivorous, selling the kind, same kind of stuff, but also serves as a like a kitchen as well. So they they've expanded their unit at Hatch. So that's now like one of the biggest ones that there is there. Wow. So they've now got to, they've got these two locations, and it's just doing brilliantly well. They're like big on sustainability, which is like really cool. They do like satan making workshops which is really awesome as well. So they fill the restaurant with people making, you know, fake meats, which is great. And they're just like really awesome, you know, just really kind, brilliant people, you know. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that's they're my vegan inspiration. Yeah. Next time you come up, that's where we go in the social media as well. Yes. Well, mention my name, you get a discount at least. Oh, even better. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned the the place at Hatch. What's the what's the name of that one? Is that Herbivorous? It's, as well? Herbivorous, yeah, yeah. That's herbivorous? it. Okay. Yeah, they started out as Herbivorous, and they've all got that name now. Yeah. Well, what's your favourite vegan product at the moment? So I mean, the the, the pretty run of the mill, really. I mean, you know, there's like staples like Oatly Barista. You know, that goes in all my hot drinks. I can't really do without that. I, I, if I put soya milk in a tea or something i'll always split and it's like my day's ruined so it's got to be early <laughs> <really. laughs> yes i'm 100 percent behind you with that uh, yeah. i remember when we first went my wife was vegan shortly before me and she had she has soya milk in her tea i don't drink tea i drink coffee and i put it in coffee and i was like what is that floating in my coffee <laughs> yeah. it, it was absolutely terrible. foul yeah and i've never had it since but I'd rather have black coffee yeah, than have I mean, coffee with soy milk. Yeah, on the odd occasion, I'll run out and then like I'll put some normal soy. Really, the thing to do is if, if you heat the soy milk first, like in the microwave, oh, okay, and then add yeah. it to the drink, that helps a lot. But even then, it might split. So I'm like, I've got a spoon in it, I'm like stirring it and then drinking straight away. Oh, to to... <laughs> 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 you know. But, you know, when hard times, you know, before me, that's what I'll be doing. But usually I, I'll buy only barista in bulk, so I don't run out. I mean, wow. apart from that, I like I like some pretty fast foody stuff from the supermarkets. The Chicago Town stuffed crust yeah. bacon and mushroom pizza. Oh, yeah, all over that. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That is like that's a that is proper. It's like the 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 dough is not cooked. So it actually cooks in the oven, so it's like a you know a proper pizza. That is good. Yeah, yeah, I'm all over that. And there's these like these spicy chicken burgers you get in Aldi, and they've got like this kind of it's kind of like batter on the outside, quite unusual. Yeah, they're thick and chunky. They're great for barbecue. I'm like, yeah, I'm eating lots of them at the minute. (laughs) (laughs) But it's barbecue season is upon us. (laughs) Closing in, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, I could smell a few over the weekend. Yeah, and then yeah. I mean chickpeas, you know, chickpeas, the king of the cupboard, classic. It goes in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make some hummus occasionally as well. That's good. Oh, make your own hummus. Yeah, dead easy. I've never tried yeah. that. Is it? Yeah. yeah, 
Uh, yeah, it's easy, like five minutes, and you can experiment with putting different flavors in it. You know, oh, throw some wow. sun dried tomatoes in, or you know, some chili or sweet sweet chili sauce or whatever. It's great. Nice. Okay, you've inspired me there. I'm going to give that a go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. Okay, before we go, uh, tell us about the running then. So you were we met through vegan runners. Yeah. So were you you were a runner before you were vegan or yeah 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 so yeah as i was saying my middle brother challenged me to run the liverpool half marathon in 2009 and i was like i'd gone like 10 years without barely breaking into a sweat you know (laughs) (laughs) you know i was not sporty in any way at that point you know i had when i've been younger but i just let myself go really frankly so (laughs) and you know when a younger brother challenges you at something you know you don't you know, you have to you have to hear the call. It's like, well, yeah. you know, I'm not going to let you get away with this. You know, the old fellow's <laughs> got a bit of life in him. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, did that. Did that for charity. Did a few runs for charity, but I just carried it on. I just really enjoyed it. I love I love the feeling. Once you know, the first few weeks and months are really hard when you start running. Once you get over that initial thing, then you can get you can get into this zone where it's quite zen and you're quite in the mm. moment. I really like that. Sometimes I, if I'm on my own, I zone out listening to an album, you know, just because I, I don't get peace at home to listen to a whole album. So that's <laughs> that's a good thing. And events are great as well. You sign up to an event, tell everyone you're going to do it, and then it's like, you You've know, you, you're like tricking your future self into doing something you didn't really want to do. So Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I only do mainly like, 10ks or half marathons i've done a couple but you you do the proper the proper hardcore stuff well well i have done yeah i'm um i've just i've signed up for my third and fourth marathons my third marathon will be the day before my half century landmark birthday which is october so i may not make it to 50 so (laughs) (laughs) well Um, if you're going to go go with a smile yeah that's it yeah yeah and it, yeah, I've done one ultra, but I mean that was so painful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was was that last year? Yeah. I think you were training for that when I saw that, you at Parkrun yeah, one time. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a lot of mess because of COVID and stuff and things moving around. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I did I did that with my brother, actually the one who inspired me to take up running. We did that together. Great experience, but um, you know, I challenge anyone to enjoy the the last few stages of <laughs> run like that you know how far was that one because ultras can be ultras anything past 26 miles yeah i mean if there's any ultra runners that listen to this they'll just think oh you know <laughs> i'm a lightweight but it, it was 35 <laughs> it was 35 miles which is you know anything over a marathon's considered an ultra but i mean 35 yeah. miles and it, but the thing thing about this one was it was um the shires and spires run uh, which is local it goes from Naseby but it's like it's just like hill after hill it's absolutely brutal and worse still it does you know there's not much guidance on the course you know I have zero oh. map reading school skills so it's like you get lost multiple times as well and just, it just makes oh. the whole thing worse it's like so oh, it's I even ran, further I just <laughs> ran a mile I, di- I didn't have to oh wow <laughs> well that's just a half marathon but you ended up doing an ultra yeah well yeah <laughs> well you, well you say that i went i did a like a fell run with oh. a, you know with a brother it was in like the derbyshire in the peaks and uh it was called the ring of hell you know and you know i'm always kind of like blase about these things yeah like it'll be fine it'll be fine i'd sign up for a 10k it'll be absolutely fine set off on this 10k it's like just straight up a mountain basically you know you you look like you're running but you're going slower than walking pace so you, you <laughs> So you get to like, you get to the top and then you go along a bit and then you go up another peak and then there was a bit where you're like climbing up a waterfall and you're just like clambering up rocks. It's basically rock climbing. So this is all part of this run. And then some like disgruntled local had removed all the, the markers. So basically everyone got lost. And then I was like on the top of these peaks, the we're in cloud cover, so you can't see anything. Rain oh is hammering down. All your clothes are stuck to you. 
I ignored all the advice about taking a, a waterproof jacket and a snack oh. with me. Because, oh, you no. know, I thought, I said, 10K, no. I'll just knock this out, no bother. Everyone oh, got lost. No. I like, hooked up this one poor girl, and we're trying to find out where we're going. Phone's not working. Eventually, we hooked up with some other people. Ended up doing, like, 19K or something. Oh, my God. Uh, and it took, like, five hours or something. <laughs> but there, there were points. There were points where you're, like, going down slopes that are so steep, like, covered in heather, and oh, you ba geez. it's basically controlled falling, you know, and you think, my foot goes through this heather cover. At any point, my ankle could snap. And, you know, I've got visions of the helicopters coming in, you know, the embarrassing news piece, all of that. Yeah, look at this uh, idiot. Didn't even have a waterproof jacket. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, oh, people offer, offering me their jacket and, like, their snacks. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, shivering. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look at it, so, uh, he ain't got a waterproof jacket and he's vegan. Look at him wasting. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, that's it. Well, look at this one. We've got one here. <laughs> so a five k park run then is is like nothing to you. It's just uh, well, it depends when you catch me. You know, if it's after a, <laughs> I had a couple of pints, then not necessarily. Not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Dragging yourself out of bed when you got in at like two o'clock in the morning is a challenge. Yes. I don't always succeed yes. in that challenge. <laughs> no, I've got a very uh, loose relationship with Parkrun. I think if they made it at 10 a.m., I'd, yeah. I'd go to a lot more well, than I do. <laughs> it would make a massive but, difference, yeah. But yeah. 9 a.m. on a Saturday is not my idea of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like to check so, in every now and again. Yeah, that's it. Every now and again. Yeah. That's it. Um, in complete contrast to your Peak District run i did a 10k in huntingdon on sunday oh, yeah i saw the picture i think i think the elevation gain was about three inches <laughs> um, and that was it it was like you run around and you can just see like the curvature of the earth because it's so flat there's just nothing in between yeah. you and the end of the world <laughs> yeah no that's uh, great. I, I read about a marathon uh, in spain where it's a marathon, but you start like really high and the whole thing is downhill. Oh, I don't, I'm but, all, all for but that. It's like, but it also like is an official run, you know, it's eligible for like world records and stuff, but it's like a gentle downhill for the whole marathon. Now, like oh, if you're ever going to do a marathon, that's the one. Uh, you could get some of those trainers the kids have with the wheels in the bottom. <laughs> you wouldn't even know you were doing it, would you? You'd just yeah, set well, yourself off and go off Questions will yeah. be asked when you do it in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> How have you done it so quickly? I'm vegan. Yeah, plant power. Yeah. Wind power. And, and wheels. <laughs> okay, I think that's all our questions, you know. I think it is. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. I really enjoyed Thanks that. Thanks so much, Greg. No one ever asked me about veganism. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> well, we have. We have. And uh, both our listeners will get to hear it. <laughs> The, um, the one in America and the one in Europe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming, Greg. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Likewise. Yeah. yeah. Nice to meet you. Thanks a lot, Greg. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Um, Thank you, Greg, for being our guest. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it and you found something useful. If you want to get involved, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search the How I Vegan podcast. Have you got email, Matthew? I have. What should I do with it? Well, what you can do, if you want any comments, queries, or feedback, you can just email us at howivegan.podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>